0: Welcome to every one of you out there today Happy Winter Solstice to everybody We're in Chapter 24 in St. Matthew
1: And this is the last Sunday of this particular study This is the last Bible reading that's on my list And we'll be adding some of the other doctrines on the mysteries In this reading in Chapter 24 is concluded so here we go this is prophecy in this
0: chapter and it is going to jump right off the pages
1: again to everybody here in chapter 24 in matthew verse 1 it says and jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings plural of the temple." And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Question mark. Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. That's a direct prophecy from Jesus
0: Christ. A new paragraph, though, in three.
1: And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, question mark, and what shall be the, important word, the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world, question mark. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. That's an important one right there, the deception in the last days. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Deceive, deceive. And uh, the spirit of Antichrist started there in the time of Christ, shortly after, and from when he ascended off the Mount of Olives, We draw closer and closer and closer. That's called the last days, and we have plenty of similitudes to show what end of that last day's prophecy we're on. Where are we at in the prophetic birth pains of the woman here? Six, it says, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass But the end is not yet. Again, Armageddon isn't here. The first sickle's not in. The second sickle, the vials aren't released. The trumpets aren't released. The seals are not released. We are not in the tribulation yet. And here, war is being used, a threat of war, to trouble the world, to make everyone's heart melt so that we will accept their new age Christ, their anti-Christ. Okay, so but here God Almighty is telling us, don't let them manipulate your your heart in the last days. The end isn't
0: yet. It's not here, folks. Is it getting close? Yes,
1: but it's not here. Because it's going to be a peace agreement that we're looking for. Notice here wars and rumors of wars. This is the beginning of sorrows, but the tribulation has not started until there's a a antichrist peace agreement seven a prophetic number for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places period now we could go on for an hour on just those things right there the rumors of wars the famines some of them being created The pestilences, we've been going over that. The earthquakes in diverse places, those have been on the increase now for some time. And here is the time that we're in. It's called the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. All these innate are the beginning of sorrows. Okay? And the real Christians are going to get attacked by the fake Christians. The seminary schools and the uh, theologian schools, uh, I've been complaining of this, that some of the worst Satanists in the world uh, masked themselves on the pulpit and in the seminary schools. That is a fact. In fact, some of the preachers that came out and priests came out, they were tapped by the occult societies while they were in seminary school. It's a well-known fact that seminaries and theologian colleges are riddled
0: with occultists. They just are. Okay, and here they are on the attack.
1: Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. Okay, the hatred's being poured out. You can't trust your son. You can't trust your mother. You can't. There's a dividing in the world that's going on. And this offended, the reason you're being offended is because the real Christians know that there's only one door into uh, heaven. And that door is Jesus. <laughs> and uh, the fact is that uh, when you say that, it doesn't go along with the hero with a thousand faces. That Allah and Buddha and Christ are all brothers and all this other new age mumbo jumbo satanic crash that they call doctrine. And it is their doctrine that didn't get a start in our time. It's had its roots way back there. Way back there, the attack has been on the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Uh, People hate Jesus Christ that are in Satanism, obviously. And the hatred is being poured out. Okay. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And that includes some of the worst coming right out of theologians' school. In fact... The Illuminati was created, the barbarian branch of it, in 1776 by a theologian, right, that taught canon law at Ingolstadt University. All that's tied together. All those muckety-mucks and their uh, Gnostic way of infiltrating all religions of the earth and then uh, dumping them in the end for this Antichrist. It's a thousands-of-year old conspiracy so the deceptions out here deceive 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 notice where we are talking about the last days and the return of christ and how many times is he talking about not being deceived and that's why we read our bible and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold period okay so when you get involved in any of the witchcraft mystery satanism occult christianity uh, any of the mysteries of Osiris, all the pieces of that around the world, you become one cold, hateful bird, all right? And iniquity is the producing of evil. It just is. And that includes
0: idolatry. Okay?
1: But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. Okay? Now, obviously, that comes right out of Christ's mouth. He didn't say you won't see any evil, I'll come rescue you, and it'll be hell on earth here, and uh, I would never leave my church to go through the tribulation. Do you see that here? Or do you see those that endure unto the end, the same shall be saved? This is
0: taught throughout the Bible. So, 14,
1: and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world, a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come okay that was well done there before the apostles were martyred that the doctrine went to
0: all four corners of the earth that's a fact
1: that's a fact and then there's the angelic creature there right before the first and second sickle that preaches once again to the world about being saved. And that's right there. He goes clockwise around the firmament of the earth and preaches one last time to those here during the tribulation. And then comes the first and second sickle. That's during, uh, towards the end of the Bible. there. 15, it says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, Spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Stand in the holy place, okay, and then in parentheses, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let him which is be in Judea flee into the mountains.
0: See, this is the, the uh, false prophet,
1: the talking idol, an image of the Antichrist himself. Sitting there in Jerusalem, calling himself God. Well understood. This is in Daniel 9. uh, That that is what he's talking about here. And when we see that, we know that the, the Lord's at hand. It says in 17, let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. Okay, so you see how instantaneously the great gathering there, the first sickle in the book of Revelations is going to be. 19 says, and woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. Okay, mama has it hard. Mama has it hard. They've made it very difficult to raise a child. Mama has to have her boxing gloves on the whole way and dad, or you'll get run over with your children. You just will. The world government is going to step in there and take over for your child, and that is not good, up and into and including giving them the mark of the beast. That's a fact. So woe unto them that give suck in those days. There's a similitude of the seasons that's used throughout the Bible when it comes to uh, the birth pains of the woman, and her birth is the new Jerusalem, okay? So it's like the birth pains of a woman, and you can harmonize that with the seasons, and that we pray that our flight be in the summer, not at the end of the tribulation. No, it ain't at the very end of the tribulation, no. It's there during the vials, before the first and second Sickle. In fact, the first sickle is the great gathering. It just is. That, that's that's what the Bible teaches. In twenty, it says, "But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day." Notice how the week is now used. The Sabbath day being the last day of the week. Um, for us here at the King James Bible Prophecy Church. Sunday is kind of our last day of the week because Monday we start to grind again. So for us, we're here gathering on the Sabbath day, but we do this every day. Um, Here is a similitude, though, about not being there at the very end where the 83-pound bloody Hail from God Almighty comes down on the earth and smashes everything. We want the gathering to be to be in the summer, okay? In the similitude of the seasons compared to Christ's great gathering, his first sickle. The second sickle is the gathering to Armageddon. Okay, 21. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world, To this time, no, nor ever shall be. Again, you see this abomination that maketh desolate. You've got 1,290 days to the final cleansing of the sanctuary. And that is called the great tribulation in Bible talk. Okay, 22. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect. Day, those days shall be shortened. So God is going to come back and destroy those that are destroying the world. He's going to make the crooked straight. He's going to rule with the rod of iron for 1,000 years. Then, he's talking about his return that, here, then if any man shall say unto you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe not. And those are your Antichrists, your Lord Maitreya, your Macrons, Your uh, rabbis over there pretending to raise the dead. All those are Antichrist types. Hitler, Antichrist type. Lenin, Antichrist type. There's been an outpouring of these creatures that all want to rule the world. And yet, they're not going to. There's going to be one only Antichrist. If you take the Dome of the Rock over there, that's an abomination. That make it desolate but it is not the abomination that make it desolate no and like just like there's many antichrist figures like nero people that wanted to rule the world there's only one antichrist when it comes to the big king daddy antichrist the rest of them are types like hitler was a type like lenin was a type Mao was a type, the Lee family, a type. Okay, 24, it says on this very subject, it says, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall shew great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And there's the word again, deception. And we've been warning about the technology in this study, about how they can do a lot of these tricks and traps, whether it's real or not, it doesn't matter to the occultists as long as they control the masses of people. And notice here what Christ says in 25, behold, I have told you before. What does that mean? That means I've prophesied this so you'll know. And talking about these uh, Antichrists, plural. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Okay, now here comes the great gathering in 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the sun, capital S, of man be okay so there he is doing the uh, great circle around the pancake of the earth clockwise clockwise like the stars like the sun like the moon do clockwise and here's a, 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 a similitude of the great gathering for where wheresoever the carcass is there will the eagles be gathered together capital e on the eagles okay So you got the two sickles. Those are intertwined because first comes the gathering of the saints into the barn. Then comes the gathering of the armies to come in and to slaughter Christ and the remnant of the Jews that believe, okay, into Jerusalem. And we've talked about that in Zechariah um, 14. It's a great uh, description of his foot hitting the Mount of Olives and what happens. The new paragraph in 29, though, it says immediately after the tribulation of those days. See, there's been a lot. You're well into the tribulation here. This is the sickle. This is before the second sickle, the Armageddon. Listen to this. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. Now, here's your sign of his uh, uh, coming to get the throne to earth, to the new Jerusalem, and Christ setting on that in Revelation 1-7. It says, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes, capital T, of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and we warned everybody about the fake clouds that they have out here the electric clouds and how hitler's propaganda films had him coming through the clouds okay and uh we viewed those and that was a theme over and over and over he's a christ figure he comes through the clouds and then he would talk to his uh to the masses that they had staged there etc i had to view those at OU, 31, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, that's just called the last trump, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other, so here we are mingled with all the angelic creatures of all kinds that know the Lord, and I love Enoch because it describes and names uh, all the names of the angels, the good guys, the bad guys. Um, so that's the great gathering here. And it's not just here on, in the flesh, although the flesh here is very important to the Lord. We're his jewels, we're his treasures. But he's also going to gather all the good, good guys and gals from every
0: corner of the universe. His great creation. All right, now here's a parable.
1: And this is knowing the signs of the times. And it goes back to the season similitude that we just discussed. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and put forth leaves, you know that summer is nigh, okay? So this is what I say. You don't have to be some uh, muckety-muck looking through a telescope. You're going to know the signs of the times. All you got to do is read the doctrine and keep your eyes open and your ear ear to the ground, eye to the sky, and you'll see and know that he's at the doors. And it's also a requirement that we watch. So likewise, ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the doors. What is near? The return of the Lord is near. And we've had plenty of signs of that, everybody. And we've had plenty of signs that this Antichrist is going to step up. So that's where we're at. We are still in the beginnings of sorrows. And we know that uh, it is near and even at the doors, don't we, folks? 34 says, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Okay, so... There's no going backwards with the birth pains, is there, ladies? Once you start to get, for all the ladies that have had children, they realize when those birth pains start to increase and get more uh, stronger and more often that the birth is here. And this birth, in this case, is Christ's return with the new Jerusalem.
0: And what about our doctrine? You have all the
1: muckety-mucks out here trying to spoil it. All the great thinkers, the theologians. <laughs> In 35, it says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. So no matter how they are trying to destroy your Bible, folks, the Lord is going to preserve his word, and it's right here. Okay, so we're to be watchful servants, servant and we don't pick the day or the hour, that would be an Antichrist that would do that. No, 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 no. We're not Taze Russell here. We're not picking the day or the hour, but we're required to be watching. In fact, there in the book of Revelation, he threatens a couple churches. They're to be written out of his book if they refuse to watch. 46 is a new paragraph. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. How about that? But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, so that's where we go back and we study the old history books. We study Jaser, we study uh, the Bible specifically, and we study Enoch also and other reliable old texts that were found there in the Dead Sea Scrolls. They just were. In 38, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And uh, we go back to this judgment and uh, also the judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah, because the Lord compares this to that, the great flood, the great casting down of the Nephilim and the Rephium, and all the followers that were there worshiping the fallen angels, and that is very popular today. In fact, uh, you have a great uh, ufology movement here on the winter solstice. They're talking about uh, spaceships are coming, and uh, the world's going to be dark, and you're to get on board of this, this spaceship, and all that was supposed to happen here during the winter solstice. Yeah, ufology or demonology, it's the same. They're, it's alive and well today and being taught through the uh, doctrine of Satanism and all the other sub-doctrines that that have spawned out of Satanism. So they they uh, until the day that Noah entered into the ark so it's going to take them unawares for the people that are evil and blind and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the son of man be and then Another description in 40 it says then shall two be in the field the one taken the one shall be taken and the other left two women shall be grinding at the mill The one shall be taken and the other left. Okay, so what does this amount to? In 42, the number of months in the great tribulation, the 1,290 days. What does Christ say in this new paragraph? Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord does come. So we're required to keep our eye to the sky, our ear to the ground, and keep looking at the world as painful as that gets at times
0: yeah it gets painful at times
1: 43 it says but know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the, the thief would come he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up so again you don't have to have the day and hour okay But you need to know the seasons. You need to be able to see the figs on the fig tree, etc. 44, it says, Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. So we gotta have those eyes wide open, don't we? Our ears gotta be ready to hear. Forty-five, it says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant? whom his lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season see that's our reward folks blessed is that servant whom his lord when he cometh shall find so doing doing what watching why do you think christ told that church in 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 the Revelations, if you don't watch, you're going to get your candlestick pulled out and written out of the book. 47, it says, barely I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, so you go back here to the days of Noah and the people that it catches unawares with that statement. Fifty, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of. See, that's for the person that is not going to watch. They refuse. They believe it's uh, we're back to normal now and that it's Mayberry RFD out here in their delusions. In 51, the last verse here, it says, and shall cut him asunder, This is like cut him off, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and that's hell. Okay, now that's what was on my list for this whole study, and that's the last thing I was told to read on my list here, so that's read. However, we're still going to study the mysteries here. So, I'd like to call in on the studier here. uh, Mr. Midget, if you could get back in and read some more of the doctrine that's on the other side of the fence, away from God
0: Almighty, away from Christ. Okay.
2: Well, good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. This morning, I'd like to read some more out of A. Ralph Epperson, The New World Order. I'm going to read. Chapter 4, which is the Ancient Mysteries. Now, the Ancient Mysteries is the birth of all sorcery and witchcraft came out of all of the Ancient Mysteries. And what he's going to talk about here, he's not going to cover all of the mystery schools. He doesn't cover the Persian mystery schools, but he is going to touch on uh, some stuff here that you may be familiar with. The one who knows the secret does not speak. The one who speaks does not know the secret. Alice Bailey, one of the key members of the New Age religion wrote, there is no question, therefore, that the work to be done in familiarizing the general public with the nature of the mysteries is of paramount importance at this time. These mysteries will be restored to outer expression through the medium of the church and the Masonic fraternity. And it doesn't end with the Masons. It's spread throughout all the secret societies. The question of just what the ancient mysteries were was answered in part by Albert G. Mackey, another 33rd degree Mason, in his two-volume work entitled Encyclopedia of Freemasonry. He wrote this under the subject of the ancient mysteries. Each of the pagan gods had, besides the public, an open a, a secret worship paid to him, which none were admitted but those who had been selected by preparatory ceremonies called initiation. The secret worship was termed the mysteries. The student of the Masonic order can know that when Mr. Mackey writes, His writings can be relied upon. He is considered to be one of the premier Masonic authors of all time. These are the comments from the biographical information presented on Mr. Mackey in the front of his encyclopedia. His writings are universally esteemed for their sincerity, honest records, and common sense. He was a leader in research who valued accuracy. Carl Claudie, another Mason who writes on the subject of the Lodge, also has words of praise for Mr. Mackey. He was one of the greatest students and most widely followed authorities the Masonic world has ever known. And in his book entitled Introduction to Freemasonry, he praised Mr. Mackey with these words. Albert Gallatin Mackey, one of the greatest students and most widely followed authorities the Masonic world has ever known. He is the great master of Freemasonry. So, Mr. Mackey can be believed when he tells his readers that the worship of pagan gods had a secret, non visible worship besides the public one. The reader can believe him when he identifies the name of this secret worship. He told his readers, This secret worship was termed the Mysteries. Another who has written about the subject of the ancient mysteries was Manley P. Hall, another 33rd degree mason. He has written in his book, entitled, What the Ancient Wisdom Expects of Its Disciples. In the remote past, the gods walked with men, and they chose from among the sons of men the wisest and the truest. With these specially ordained and illumined sons, they left the keys of their great wisdom, which was the knowledge of good and evil. This will be examined later. These illumined ones founded what we know as the Ancient Mysteries. He wrote additional comments about these mysteries in another of the books he has written called The Secret Teachings of All Ages. The arcana, defined as being a secret or hidden knowledge of the ancient mysteries, were never revealed to the profane, defined as those not initiated into the inner mysteries, except through the media of symbols. Symbolism fulfilled the dual office of concealing the sacred truths. From the uninitiated and revealing to those qualified to understand the symbols. Mr. Hall dedicated the latter book to the proposition that concealed within the emblematic figures, allegories, and rituals of the ancients is a secret doctrine concerning the inner mysteries of life, which doctrine has been preserved in toto, that means in the whole among a small band of initiated minds since the beginning of the world. He went on to mention that the mysteries were secret societies, binding their initiates to inviolable secrecy and avenging with death the betrayal of their sacred trusts. Mr. Hall told the reader that no one is to know the identity of those who have received the secrets. He wrote, the true adept and initiate shall reveal his identity to no man unless that one is worthy to receive it. He further explained where some of these initiates lived when he wrote, No reasonable doubt can exist that the initiates of Greece, Egypt, and other ancient countries, which would be Medea, Persia over there, possess the correct solutions to those great cultural, intellectual, moral, and social problems which in an unsolved state confront the humanity of the 20th century. He further amplified that thought when he added, Neoplatonism, defined by Mr. Hall as a school founded by Plotinus around 240 AD, concerning itself with the problems of metaphysics, the study of knowledge, recognized the existence of a secret and all-important doctrine, which from the time of the earliest civilizations had been concealed within the rituals symbols and allegories of religions and philosophies so in summary it is possible to understand what these ancient mysteries were there appear to be at least four truths gleaned from the information provided in the comments made above those truths appear to be one the ancient mysteries had two forms of worshiping the same god two The knowledge of the true God was reserved for those who had been entrusted with the secrets. Three, those who understood those secrets were sworn to the strictest secrecy. And four, those who had knowledge of the secrets claimed to possess all of the answers to all of the problems of mankind. There was an additional secret for the secret bearers. They had to be initiated in a private initiation ceremony. Albert Pike wrote a little bit about it. Initiation was considered to be a mystical death, and the perfect epot was then said to be regenerated, newborn, restored to a renovated existence of life, light, and purity. In fact, this newborn experience is similar to the experience the born-again Christians go through. The Christians call their experience a second birth, just as the Masons do. In fact, Albert Pike calls a similar ceremony a born-again experience. He wrote, in the Indian Mysteries, the third degree, the initiate is said to be born again. The ceremony in the ancient mysteries has been described by the Masonic writer Manley P. Hall. In the ancient system of initiation, the truth seeker must pass through a second birth. And those who attained this exalted state were known thereafter as the twice-born. This new birth must be personally earned through a complete regeneration of character and conduct. This new birth ceremony involves a symbolic death. According to the Mason Kenneth McKenzie, he wrote, In the ancient mysteries, the aspirant could not participate in the highest secrets until he had been placed in the coffin. In this, he was symbolically said to die, and his resurrection was to the light. Modern day Masons participate in an almost similar ceremony to the one described by these Masonic writers. In the third degree, called the Master Mason degree, inside the Blue Lodge, the candidate is actually knocked off of his feet by several of the Masons in attendance. He is wrapped up in a blanket and moved to the western end of the temple. There, after further ceremony, he is raised up by a secret grip called the master's grip or the lion's paw. Those who learned the mysteries also learned that they had a secret project. One that was described by Albert Pike in his book entitled Morals and Dogma. Mr. Pike wrote, Behold our object, the end of the result of the great speculations of antiquity, the ultimate annihilation of evil and restoration of man to his first estate by a redeemer, a messiah, a Christos, the incarnate word, reason, or power of deity. Mr. Hall told his readers that those who had been initiated into the mysteries were the secret power behind the governments of the past. I think it's also the governments of today. He wrote this about ancient initiates in his book entitled What the Ancient Wisdom Expects of Its Disciples. They are the invisible powers behind the thrones of earth. The men are but marionettes, dancing while the invisible ones pull the strings. We see the dancer, but the master mind that does the work remains concealed by the cloak of silence. Other writers have confirmed the thoughts of Mr. Hall. A Masonic scholar named George Steinmetz also acknowledged that these mysteries exist and that some of the members inside the Masonic lodges are custodians of the secrets. He has written this in his book entitled Freemasonry, Its Hidden Meaning. Ancient secret doctrine, which is concealed in Masonic allegory and symbolism, is but to preserve these truths for future generations that Masonry was perpetuated. Another who has officially connected the ancient mysteries to the masonic orders was Manley p hall who wrote this much of the ritualism of freemasonry is based on the trials to which candidates were subjected by the ancient hierophants defined as the high priests of mysteries before the keys of wisdom were enthroned to them the ancient mysteries had a beginning according to mr Mackey, he wrote about where they started the first of which are those of Isis and Osiris in Egypt. The most important of these mysteries were the Osiric in Egypt. Another writer, Edmund Ronan, an ex-Mason, confirmed that the Masons were involved in the worship of Osiris when he wrote this in his book entitled The Master's Carpet. Masonry ceremonies, symbols, and the celebrated legend of Hiram in the Master Mason's degree, were directly borrowed from the ancient mysteries, or the secret worship of Baal, Osiris, or Tammuz. Albert Pike then detailed where the mysteries went after their beginning in Egypt. He wrote this in Morals and Dogma. From Egypt, the mysteries went to Phoenicia and were celebrated at Tyre. Osiris changed his name and became Adani or Dionysus, still the representative of the sun. In Greece and Sicily, Osiris took the name of Bacchus. So the ancient mysteries conceal an important mystery kept secret from the average person. The mystics claim that this mystery has been concealed from the world for centuries. Even though they had taken the mystery to other continents, those who believed in this religion We're yet to take it to America. That was yet to come. Well, we know it's here. And that's all I have. Thank you.
1: So I'm going to go on and uh, read some more from the same author. Only This is a different book. This is The Unseen Hand. And it's on how Adam Weishaupt. Now, remember, they always have a secret name they use. Um, And his was Spartacus. That was his code name. That they could use. So, um, the, and here he was, the great uh, theologian, the teacher of canon law, Ingolstadt University, a Satanist. And he uh, he wrote here, uh, the strength of our order lies in its concealment. Let it never appear in any place in its own name, but always cover- covered by another name and another occupation. Okay, now, uh, the wife of Noah Webster
0: was involved in in uh, exposing a lot of this stuff. So Nesta Webster,
1: she asked, "What was the the goal of these conspirators in the Illuminati?" One of the major researchers into the Illuminati has summarized their goals as follows: abolition of monarch. Monarchy and all ordered government, Ab- abolition of private property, abolition of inheritance, abolition of patriotism
0: or nationalism if you want to call it that,
1: abolition of the family, i.e. of marriage and all morality and the uh, institution of communal education of children and the uh, Ab- 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 get rid of all religion why? because of the new religion now in and in this Adam Weishaupt, he's founded this arm, again I, I've been telling you that it goes back to the Illumbratos, it goes all the way back to the Persian Mystery School but in fact when we're talking about Adam Weishaupt, this is just one of the arms, one of the upgrades of, of the Illuminati so in 1777, get that 1777, Weishaupt was initiated into the Masonic Order, the Lodge Theodore of Good Council in Munich, Germany. His purpose in joining was not to become part of the benevolent order, but to infiltrate it and then to control it altogether. See? So there was that tie, and George Washington, the mason, actually wrote letters about their infiltrating of all the lodges, okay? And as this goes on here, it says, one of the countries to which the Illuminati fled was America, and they formed their first chapter in Virginia in 1786 followed by 14 others in different cities. They organized the Calo Italian Society, and with the onset of the American Revolution, disciples in America began to call themselves the Jacob-Ums. You guys have seen that out there, haven't you? So let's see how they try to tie it right back into being the sons of Jacob, and that that's not what they are. Okay, uh, this is, comes out of the Mac, Mackey, the same author. Uh, it's an Encyclopedia of Freemasonry by Albert Mackey, M.D. And he was a 33rd degree of the highest level, initiated in the Masonic Order. Because Mr. Mackey, he praises the uh, Illuminati here. And Dr. Mackey discusses the Illuminati as being no threat to civilization because he apparently felt the organization had disappeared. And that is absolutely untrue. This might be true as far as the name Illuminati is concerned. But these, but this, But these is strong evidence There is strong evidence Mainly through the perpetuation of the philosophy Through like-minded Organizations That the order Itself Frequently changed its name And surfaced again And that's exactly what they do As you see they worship these gods And you see how he was talking about gods That changed their name So we do as our gods we, uh, like I said, the uh, Rothschilds were the Bowers. And so this has gone on through the whole thing. And the uh, lodges over in China, they're called triads and they consistently change their name. So they're never, they're so hard to research. Uh, it says the Illuminati has had its hands directly in other revolutions. The most notable being the French Revolution of 1789. Well, there's a whole history to that. The French people commemorate the start of their revolution
0: by making Bastille Day,
1: that's B-A-S-T-I-L-L-E Day, okay, it's pronounced Bastille Day, July 14th, an annual holiday. However, those who have studied the revolution in depth have discovered the real reason for the storming of the Bastille prison. As Nesta Webster explained, a, a, a plan of attack on the Bastille had already been drawn up. It only remained how to set the people in motion. And uh, you remember how they did that? They had the code word now is the time. And so they sent out all the letters to everybody, and there would be that phrase in there somewhere in that letter, very highly coded, now is the time. The plan of attack was to storm Bastille, not to release the hundreds of oppressed political prisoners, supposedly imprisoned there, but to, to capture the needed weapons to start the revolution. Now is the time. How about that?
0: So more on this, it says here uh, the French Revolution was a fraud and a hoax. Of course it is, like all wars are. They just are.
1: The end goal is to have this uh, king of the world. The people were being manipulated for reasons not made known to them. That's every war. That's every war. The soldier never knows what he's fighting over. Never. The invisible hand that guided the entire French Revolution was the Illuminati. Only 13 years of existence—that's not true. But on we go. Yet powerful enough to cause a revolution in one of the major countries of the world. Now, I heard from the Collins boy that they they use the term Mariah, like Mount Mariah, as a new code word instead of the Illuminati because this. Uh, The reason I still use it is because it is popular now. People, they realize that these 10 unseen merchant kings are out here. Okay? So, uh, that's why I still use it, because people today, not like in the 70s and 80s and 90s, uh, or even the beginning of the year 2000, um, people more or less know what you're talking about, And they know what we're talking about because we explain that there's 10 multinational corporations that rule the wealth of the world. And IBM is where they uh, showed their Uberman there at the Super Bowl in the semifinals that year and had Cassius Clay come out and holler at this uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Uberman. uh, shake the world. Now, that's an Antichrist statement. It's there in Isaiah 14. He's the one that will shape the world, this Antichrist. So IBM controlled every advertisement at the semifinals. And not a word spoke. They would show the Uberman on his throne, sitting in the middle of of a pile of shrines. And you had to be schooled in the mysteries to understand what was being said there symbolically. People that I know that saw it said, what did I just see? They had no idea. But every commercial that year in the semifinals was by IBM, and it showed the
0: Uberman, the Superman, the 666
1: man, and he'd be in a circle of uh, idols. And if you understood that idols conceal from the uninitiated but reveal to the initiated so if you had knowledge of this you would understand what was being said so i got everybody come watch the super bowl and it was on the uh it was on the uh, muslim holiday and they had uh cassius clay come out and holler at him uh t- to shake the world uh there was not On the finals, there was only a few of those commercials. Uh, The semifinals were all IBM commercials. Now, IBM is responsible for the chip, they're responsible for the computer, the gizmo, the radiation. They're tied into the uh, military industrial complex. It is the seed of the Antichrist, it just is. And Bill Gates didn't start that, all right? He's a little stoolie for them. His family has always worked for them on eugenics, which is a, uh, really, it just amounts to killing everybody on earth. And that's their plan. Want to know what the plan is? Not only to have this king of the world sitting on his throne, who's bred with fallen angels from the tribe of Dan, a Rothschild. And why do I say that? Because they control the money and the treasure. Bible's clear on that. That this man-made man to rule the world will have all the armies working for him, and he will have the wealth. Look at the list of items that they control there. The 10 unseen merchant kings control in the last days. There are 28 of them. The number of the sun cycle celebration, Beast of the Beast, every 28 years, Julian sun. Cycle. And what was he just talking about? What was Ralph Emerson and the gang talking about? But the sun worship. Okay. And like I, I said last week, it's uh, no, they're not worshiping the sun. They're worshiping the force. And if you dig deeper, it's not the force. That's a gift from their God. And their God is who? It's Lucifer, the light bearer, the sun god, the star Sirius.
0: Okay, so that's that's just,
1: uh, it's all tied together here. Uh, I got something here from the table.
3: Yeah, I just want to mention about this time of year that uh, a lot of the people are celebrating. Uh, they're calling it Christmas. This was in, in December the 25th, was picked uh, by Constantine, and it, taken from the paganism. It's the birth of the sun, S-U-N, which is Osiris not the birth of the Son of God. What we celebrate is in John chapter 1, verse 14, and the word, that's Jesus, was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And if you look at the word Santa that they use, if you change a couple of letters around, it's Satan.
1: Yeah, that's a, a satanic uh, trick. They always do that. They change letters around. And I'm supposed to fool you. Uh, but no, it's, it means Satan. The whole thing is, uh, it means Satan. So if you're going to celebrate it, celebrate it with wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding will never hurt anyone. But I want to invite everybody to the new study that's coming. We're going back to the very roots Of how we got the King James Bible Why only King James? Is there a difference between Bibles? Well there certainly is And we got all the proof we need Uh, One of the things we're going to do Is read the ten page intro here uh, Page by page We're going to break it down Because it talks about this It talks about As he was talking about Platonics that's Plato and how these uh, these initiates all have this uh, philosophy of Plato. Well, that was here in this other library from Egypt, okay? They were well-known uh, Pla- Platonists, okay? So they believed in the philosophy of Plato.
0: Um so there's a difference,
1: a complete difference in the Bibles. Where did we get this Bible? And when we say it's a miracle, one of our studiers here always says that. He says it's a miracle we got our King James Bible. And he's right. But studying this and putting this together to start next week, I saw how much of a miracle it really is. How much of a miracle the doctrine being can. Put back into these 77 books for us It is a Total miracle folks Because as we explore The roots of a King James Bible And why we do have The word of God sitting here on our Laps We've seen this Attack
0: In fact as
1: I go to page one Next week From the translators they're talking about the Attack that's been on them So you see these Scallywags, these secret society members, and I'm talking about all of them, because they're the same at the top. They're run by that Uberman that was sitting there in his field of shrines there with Muhammad Ali. Okay, uh, they've always been on the attack to destroy this Bible, and we're gonna. Ha- we have all we need to know. I'll tell you what, we're gonna have it all documented. You can go look it up for yourself. Um,
0: we just read uh, The Webster Lady
1: Well, uh, that we're going to be In that dictionary From uh, 1828, isn't it? Yeah And what do they say about
0: The Septuagint About This uh, great center For philosophy Who was Origen Who was Origen What about the great Sinaticus
1: They're supposedly found in a Trash can there in the Sinai Peninsula See all this goes back to the roots Of why we have God's word in front of us here folks So I hope that you'll Be interested and I hope that you'll study along With us it is totally Fascinating uh, Mind you this is a, a, a uh, In other words You think well You're just seeking the truth The truth will set you free. People shouldn't attack you over that, should they? Well, that's the same complaint in page one of the intro into the King James Bible. This is lethal stuff. They want
0: to deceive you. Now I go back to this first reading I had today in Matthew 24, where he said, take
1: heed that they don't deceive you, okay? And I'm telling you, folks, as we study this, the roots to our
0: Bible, it's going to increase your faith
1: that we got the miracle of this Bible in front of us. And we can thank God. He said he would preserve his word for us. He promised that. My words will never go away. Okay. And so he gave us this gift. And I say that's the best gift that you can have on the winter solstice or summer solstice. It doesn't matter. The gift of all gifts here, the one that gives you life, is the wisdom and understanding that comes out of the doctrine. Is there anybody else that wants to speak out there before I
0: close out? All right.
1: That being said, thank you once again for studying with us, whether you're here now on the Hub or whether you are on the podcast. Thank every one of you. And this next study is going to be really, really interesting and give you the ammunition you need to stick up for the doctrine, which is our duty. Iron men and women, stick up for the word of God.
0: Okay. So here. So, from Acton, Ohio, we'll catch you all on the Lebanon.